10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack, today is September 18th, and we're going to start today's episode with a bit of self-promotion here. Of course, you know, i got to do that. Um, so I, lo- I released an episode of Launchpad today, where I talked to Teddy Woodward, who's the co-founder of Notion Finance. And um, Teddy's a really cool guy, like, who is... Uh, working on the DeFi project that launched at, I guess, the most unfortunate time, like right in the middle of DeFi summer. And it was a really great conversation because we talked about how, you know, he went, he was working in the TradFi as a banker and a trader and um, how that, you know, he wanted more. And once crypto came along, it just kind of was like a light bulb moment for him. And that was like the path he had to take. So then, you know, he worked towards uh, founding Notional um, and... Um, you know he talked about the ups and downs of notional and how it all worked out for him some of the stresses involved some of the, like the excitement involved and um, it was a really really wonderful conversation and then like uh, the main reason why we were talking was because in um, um, notional the finance are about to release their v- version three um, in in the coming weeks and months and um, in that you know they're going to be heavily integrating um, our eth and rpl and uh, there's a little bit of um, information about how they're going to be incorporating RPL, which is a unique and novel way that I've not seen um, in any other DeFi protocol at the moment. So um, I thought it would be really nice nice to um, share this conversation, you know, with, with Teddy, with all of you all, and um, kind of just get an idea. Like, the thing that I found most interesting in this conversation was... Um, you know that DeFi summer as a as a DeFi protocol and what that was like because of course we've all heard stories but um, it was really great to get some of those anecdotes from um, Teddy directly and you know I guess those could be kind of extrapolated to other DeFi founders as well but um, yeah, it was a real pleasure to speak to Teddy um, and um, yeah there'll be more stuff coming from Notional Finance in the coming days and weeks so I'll keep you all um, abreast of that and um, let you know how it's all going. Okay, so let's get started with this episode proper. Um, so here we had some comments from SciTweak. Um, Sci um, was a long-time rocket pooler, but um, hasn't been around in a while. He came by yesterday, and then this morning he said, "Congrats to everyone for making it through the bear market. According to my battle-tested metrics, we are now officially in a bull run." So of course, you know that's that's really cool. So he says, "Seriously, well done, everyone." <laughs> and Phil Kess says, "Bull run downwards." And Maverick says, "Australian bull run." Um, and um, Sai says, "You can't see it yet because we're only an hour into the bull run, but it's official." So um, you know, the, what's really interesting here is because um, Sai during like. Um, like years ago was um, very involved in sharing fractals and and trading stuff um in trading i guess <laughs> so but that was you know before we we banned trading from trading but um here he said um that you know he's not a financial advisor but he thinks that um taking two times leverage now makes sense and you gain more uh, with confidence um as as you know the market um gets goes a lot stronger and you could be 25x towards the back end. But anyway, the main thing that I want to share it for is because of these fractals. So Sai uh, was really famous for sharing fractals in, in years gone by. So what basically a fractal means is you take an area of the of the chart of crypto um, and that kind of mirrors um, 
what, what looks like the period that you're in now so i guess you know he took it from like this w shape that you see on the left of this ethereum chart and like started you know with this peak over here um right in the left of the screen and kind of like overlaid that with where we are in the chart now kind of like you can see how it kind of overlaps if you look you know towards the green overlaying the red part um so that's called a fractal basically the idea is that as patterns have um kind of played out in the markets before then those patterns will play out again now i'm i'm not a proponent of the uh, fractal theory of technical analysis but i thought i'd share it all with you all here because you might find it interesting so basically using this fractal that compares the peak of this bull run with this previous um like the double bottom kind of that we saw with ethereum over 2022 um you can see that um you know we will probably um hit 13,000 on on the next bull run um with bitcoin the numbers are um interesting too so he takes this previous um wave kind of um around the the period around the covid dump i guess and kind of overlays it onto this chart here and then it shows that bitcoin will be going over 260,000 to 300,000 dollars per token so um there's some really bullish uh, fractals here so he says you know this is an interesting um he then kind of says that you know these are fractals are not resized just copied and overlaid exactly as they were um and he says that covid was a glitch in the matrix you should be so lucky to have anything like that happen again one short crazy dip right before the bull market starts now, that's even better then um, if i originally said you should get in contact with an advisor for high-end prop and then he says you should get in contact with an advisor for high-end properties and new luxury vehicles right now the process can take 12 to 24 months to complete the line the line this lines up with when you'll become a multi-millionaire so um i just wanted to share this because sai kind of came in like a whirlwind trading this morning and kind of got everyone all riled up and uh, trading's been kind of um flat let's just say these last few days so um we needed a little bit of an injection of whatever this is <laughs> and um i thought i thought you all might find it interesting but anyway um i just wanted to pass along um size congrats if you missed it in trading today and um, he says that you know uh, congratulations on making it through the bear market today the bull market has officially begun so um if this is not a bull market and you know we're not multi-millionaires by 2025 then you can take it with sai right there so yeah <laughs> okay getting to some serious news now um we last week talked about a new update for geth and um geth version 1.13.0 was out however there was some issues with that um in terms of block building and local block creation um and uh, prism it seems like was the client that was especially impacted by this so now there is a new fix um it's a hot fix that came out a couple of days ago which was version 1.13.1 so if you did update to the latest version of uh, geth it is strongly 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 recommended that you uh, update again um to 1.13.1 um i don't know how many of you all are using geth you know you shouldn't be using geth because it's a super majority client and bad things will happen if this bug was a lot more serious and, and everyone was upgraded to it and things went bad there would be a whole lot of slashing like uh, inactivity leak and other bad things like that so please 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 um get off geth get on to um nevermind or bisu at the moment um with others coming online soon like aragon and reth um although like they're online now but maybe they'll be brought into the smart note stack soon but until then you know if you are on geth uh please update to 1.13.1
Okay, next we've got this update from the Ethereum validator queue um, that shows that um, Ethereum mainnet just crossed 800,000 validators. As you can see here, you know, we're under network, it says active validators 800,137. So that is 21% uh, of all ETH staked. That is really great to see that, you know, um, staking has had such a huge expansion since um, withdrawal started and um, it's really great that you know we hit this landmark this milestone number and then um, we have this news with rocket pool as well where you know just as ethereum was hitting 800,000 validators with uh, rocket pool we now have 28,750 um, validators so um, that is you know um, fantastic that you know we're growing um, although it would have been really nice if that number was like double of this if it was like hitting 50,000 but that's okay like you know that time will come very soon um, in the next year the upgrades that are coming to rocket pool will really help us grow um, to like boggling heights and I'm, I'm really excited to see that but um, until then you know rocket pools growing ethereum's growing and um, that is really really great to see Okay, next we have this um, Twitter space that was hosted by Evan. Um, Evan, of course, you know, is um, IB1 Gymnast. Um, this uh, Twitter space was also hosted by uh, Marcy and Ewan. Um, so the three of them hosted this Twitter space together. And it was um, a fun fun chat where they talked about um, EETH and the, the premium slash discount available on there and what that might mean with the ETH ETF. They talked about node set quite a lot and how it's going to impact rocket pool and they also talked about other fun stuff so um if you are curious at all you can go give this a listen and um there was some really good information in there about um especially about the um, ethereum etf stuff and uh, then node set as well about how it will help rocket pool scale and um the the huge positive impacts that will have on the rocket pool protocol so if you are interested in that definitely go and give this space a listen it seemed like 340 people tuned in which was a really nice turnout for them so congrats um, evan and um, the team okay next we had this question posited by um kent who said are you interested in borrowing against your rpl to mint stable coins if yes please share your requirements below but at the moment, it looks like the sentiment about this is strongly no in the Rocket Pool community. I guess it makes sense to um, say no when you've seen your um, asset, you know, depreciate in value against USD um, by about 60%, um, you know, from the highs of $65 down to $23 where we are today. So uh, right now, it makes sense that people will say no, that they don't want to uh, borrow against their RPL. But um, there's three people who said, well, actually two people who said yes. Let's see who they are. Um, that was Quant and uh, Rocket Staker who want to borrow against it. But the majority of people here, like Faldorf, Dando, Shifrin and others, said no, thank you. <laughs> Not right now. And then, um, you know, they were saying like even... ETH is kind of volatile for this, um, doable with a buffer, but yeah, not without sweat. And then, um, and not you said RPL is too unstable as collateral. Well, hopefully in, on the way up, you know, it'll be it'll be pretty good. But um, right now, I don't think anyone wants to touch collateral with their RPL, um, except you know, DGENs. But um, definitely listen to my launchpad episode with um, with Teddy because that's one of the things that he talks about in that episode quite a lot. So. Um, I think there might be people in the community who find that quite interesting. 
Okay, another thing that happened uh, over the weekend was that we had the one-year anniversary of the Ethereum merge. And uh, Susano here released a tweet saying, Today is the one-year anniversary of the merge. Since the merge, we have had 980,000 ETH burned, um, 11.6 million ETH staked, and 362,000 new validators have come online. Um, Susano says, you know, the markets have never been bearish um, over... The markets have been bearish over the last year, but the Ethereum ecosystem has never been more bullish. Um, and then there's the EI pandas, like the Ethereum um, merge panda. You know, you had the polar bear, the black bear, and they merge to become a panda, which is a nice meme around that. And then from Ultrasound Money as well, they kind of like share those same those same numbers, but they kind of show that in, in terms of issuance, you know, there were 700,000 ETH issued in that time, which means that uh, since the merge, there has been 300,000 ETH that has um, reduced in terms of supply. So, you know, Ethereum has been net deflationary since the merge by like uh, by 2 point, 0.25%. And then also ultrasound money here say without the merge, Ethereum would have consumed 0.2% of worldwide electricity. And we also would have suffered 3.5 million ETH of proof of work issuance. So the reason why I want to mention this as well, because um, a lot of people have talked about how, you know, the triple halfling thesis and um, the ultrasound money thesis haven't really come to play um, because, you know, Ethereum is still down bad from um, all time highs. Um, However, what people are like, you know, what, what's really interesting to point out is that, you know, even though ETH is down um, against BTC, we've done way, way better at holding value compared to the last cycle, last bear cycle. And I think one of the main reasons for that is because, you know, 3.5 million ETH has not hit the market that otherwise would have, which would have severely uh, impacted the price of uh, the ETH token. So um, there's some really interesting tidbits there. So I thought that might be um, interesting for you all to, um, to get that information. Okay, so, um, you know, we talked on Friday's episode about the Haleshki update and how um, it was uh, like a failure. Well, here, right, pretty much right away after I released the episode, you know, um, the uh, devs and others, you know, working with Haleshki uh, started realizing right away that, you know, the chain will need to restart. Um, so the, the work that had been, that had happened um, on Friday will be abandoned and there'll be a new, there'll be a new start. So they were talking about how, um, you know, well, here in, in the screenshot that you can see, they said that, you know, if there's, if we fail to generate a chain within the first 32 slots, the clients will forever remain in a sinking state, potentially preventing long-range attacks, therefore, uh, potentially causing, I guess, long-range attacks. Therefore, if your beacon node is already past the 30-second slot, bump the genesis delay and redo the consensus layer configuration. So, um, that's, that's kind of where, um, you know, we realized pretty quickly that that's where we were heading. And then we've got a timeline um, at that time. I don't know if where this that's where we stand right now, but uh, at the time people were talking about um, having Kaleshki relaunch on the 22nd. Right now it might be that it happens on the 28th or the 29th, but I'm not exactly sure. Let me see if there's anyone here talking about it. Um, they're saying that it will be... No, we don't have a date of when it will be at the moment, as I, as, as I can quickly like skim here and have a look. But uh, yeah, as soon as we get a date, I'll let you all know. And um, you know, you can get everything ready again for um, Genesis, I guess, re-Genesis. But uh, even though you know there were all these problems, there were a couple of um, Rocket Pool community members who were able to um, get their nodes online and, um, and uh, propose. 
so here we had Yorick, crypto manufacturer, who was able to uh, propose this block, um, but it was missed and orphaned. And then uh, we also, uh, the first rocket pool, like directly, uh, the one the rocket pool nodes proposing a block was Pateris here, who um, was able to propose a block as well. And I think there have been some other blocks that have been proposed, but I don't think anyone's really taking this seriously anymore. But um, yeah, there'll be a new Genesis, I think, in a few days' time. Okay, as a bit on the side here, Joe was kind of laughing because, um, you know, there's there's always um, uh, mini pool pro proposals that come in. So here there was a, a, a person not in the smoothing pool who got uh, a 15 ETH, 14 ETH block and, um, and people were kind of just talking about that. And then um, Joe said, look, guys, I know this is going to happen eventually. So let me just get it out of the way now. Um, and he says here you go and then there's a new emoji here with um the smoothing pool like emoji with the smoothie with a red x through it um and the name to call that is dibsy so <laughs> dibsy now has a new emoji where it's you know anti smoothing pool emoji so yeah and um i thought that was kind of funny and dibsy of course said fuck to that <laughs> so yeah but um anyway uh this is the last story for today and I'm going to be talking a little bit more about um, the bull run that that might come, um, kind of linking to what Sai said. Just trying to get some sentiment in the Rocket Pool Discord about what people think might happen uh, in the next bull run, what kind of numbers they'll be looking for. So I said, where does the uh, where does RPL peak in ETH terms in the next bull market? And people, um, I give the options, you know, less than 0 0.015, which is where we are right now, all the way up to more than 0 0.05. Um, so it seems like uh, a whole bunch of people think that we'll peak um, over 0 0.05 and then um, after that um, people kind of think that you know we'll be somewhere around or just a bit above the previous all-time high in ETH ratio so that's um, around um, 0 0.4 to sorry 0 0.04 to 0 0.045 and then um, kind of where we peaked at the all-time high as well so um, the distribution um, shows that you know people are bullish um, and strongly bullish at that and um, the sentiment tends to show that you know we'll be at least above 0 0.03 um, and potentially even above 0 0.05 and then next I asked the same question again but instead I asked um, where it peaks in USD terms um, so I said you know where does RPL peak in USD terms in the next bull market and here again people were kind of skewed towards higher numbers um, where the majority of people um, think that we'll peak somewhere between 250 and $300 um, and then um, others kind of going for um, numbers around there as well so uh, the USD uh, peak is not quite as high in as um, the ETH peak now that's really interesting because you know a 0 0.03 on ETH um, and then a $300 um, RPL would basically mean a $10,000 ETH so um, those numbers kind of uh, match up in interesting ways where with what people think you know where the bull market might be going and um, Valdorf of course said that uh, you know the the ETH um, peak of the bull, bull market and the RPL peak of the bull market might not necessarily overlap with each other but um, you'll get some good good uh, indications of, of what it looks like you know towards whenever that bull market takes place. Now that might be an interesting question next to ask when that will happen, whether we'll see the peak in 24, 25, 26, 
maybe even 27 no one really knows of course we don't even know if there will be another bull market but um i just thought um, i wanted that sentiment for myself just to get an idea of what people in the community are thinking um and then i thought i'd share that with you as well but um if you know if we get more than 0 0.05 on um on the eth ratio but then only around 350 on the uh oh, sorry around 300 on on the usd then of course that means that eth will peak at six thousand dollars or thereabouts so i think it'll be interesting to see how those dynamics play out but anyway um that's everything that i have for you all today um thank you all for watching listening and being part of the rocket fuel community i hope you all had lovely weekends and i will see you all tomorrow bye